Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode of Ghost Maps is sponsored by Podcorn. Podcorn has made it easy for the Ghost Maps team to connect with brands that complement the stories we want to tell. If you're a podcaster looking for sponsorship that fits your show or a brand that's looking to create an authentic message that truly resonates and engages with listeners, visit podcorn.com now. Ghost Maps Entry 21 Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia Fick knows that there's no way he actually remembers his grandmother, his nene, rocking him to sleep when he was a baby. Obviously, it's a mix of what my parents told me and my own feelings for her, he says. But those memories still feel so real to me, you know. I tell him that I completely understand, just as our drinks arrive. Fick and I are sitting at a coffee shop along Upper Serangoon Road. Soft-spoken and hunched over in a slightly too big windbreaker. I don't doubt for a second when he tells me that the feud between his mum and his late grandmother took a toll on him. Neither woman wanted to talk about what had started it. Fick suspects that, as is usually the case with familial bad blood, it was probably some small misunderstanding that just snowballed with each in every tiny slight over the years. Still, however it began, it ended with the old woman that he loved so dearly, dying with nothing but hatred in her heart. Fick stares off into the distance for a second, composing himself. He tells me He hasn't spoken to his mother in five years, not since he left Kuala Lumpur and returned to Singapore, where he works as an IT consultant now. Things were already tense between them after his grandmother passed, but in the aftermath of the incident, it felt wrong for Fick to be near his family. I ask him if he's sure He wants to talk about this. He gives me a weak smile and only the hint of a nod. I wait another moment or two before placing my recorder on the table. And when it seems like he's actually ready, I ask him to start from the beginning. It was a rainy October evening back in 2015. Fick's family was still staying in their two-story home in Taman Malawati. His grandmother had just passed away, barely 
two months before. No one in the family had spoken about her since the funeral. His father was part of that generation of men who refused to show any kind of emotion that could be construed as weakness. His mother, well, one of the few things that helped to keep Fick's relationship with his mother relatively civil at the time was that he still helped her out in the kitchen. That's where he was on this particular evening, chopping up carrots for stew while his mother sliced up the lamb. His father was still at the office and wasn't expected home for at least another hour or so, just in time for dinner. As his mum was about to place a glass pot onto the stove, the kitchen phone rang. She wiped her hands on her apron and answered the call with a cheery hello before her tone took a very sudden turn. Immediately, Fick knew that it was probably his uncle, his father's brother, on the other end of the line. His mother's biting responses were enough to give him a gist of what they were arguing about. A sinkhole at the cemetery had damaged his grandmother's grave. He said that she and Fick's father needed to help him fix it the following morning. She insisted it could wait till that weekend. After about a minute of back and forth, she finally slammed the phone down on him and without a word, continued working on dinner. As quickly as he could, Fick finished chopping the carrots and made up some reason to excuse himself. His mother, clearly seeing through this, only gave him a curt response and turned back to her cooking. For just a second, Fick wanted to say something. He wanted to yell at her. He wanted to scream that her stubbornness had torn their family apart. He wanted to let her know that because of her, his last memory of his grandmother wasn't of the woman who rocked him to sleep as a baby. It was of an angry, frightening woman screeching at his mother to get out of her hospital room. But that second passed, and Fick headed into the living room to watch some TV instead. It had been about half an hour before Fick noticed a damp smell permeating the living room. He looked under and around the sofa to see if any of the family's three cats had come in out of the rain. Nothing. As the stench grew stronger, Fick switched off the television and made his way around the house, from the living room to the dining room and up to the bedrooms to see if he could find the source. While upstairs, however, he heard a blood-curdling scream from below. It was his mother, 
Rushing back down, Fick found her standing at the entrance of the kitchen, glaring with a look of fear and loathing at the mirror hanging on a wall in the dining room. From where she stood, the mirror would have shown a reflection of the living room sofa. But when Fick turned towards that direction, he saw nothing there. Ma? What is it? He cried, frozen on the stairs, unsure of how to help. Part of him started to hope that maybe it was just some animal that had scurried into the house. But another part of him knew that he'd never heard his mother scream like that before. Ma! He ventured again, but she still didn't respond. Not to him, at least. In Bahasa, she spat at the mirror. Why won't you leave me alone? Later, Fick would find out what exactly it was that his mother saw in the reflection. A person wrapped in a muddied burial shroud, staring menacingly at her. In that moment, however, a feeling washed over Fick. Familiar, yet twisted. A sense that something he once found comfort in had been tainted and turned into something sinister. In that moment, while he didn't know what his mother saw, he knew exactly who was taunting her. Before Fick could say anything, however, his mother was screaming again. Leave! You stay away from me and my family! Her anger was raw, an anger fueled by a lifetime of resentment. The louder she screamed, though, the stronger that damp smell grew. Soon, it filled the entire house, choking both Fick and his mother. As if to give that stench form, a green mist seemed to flood the living room. Within that mist, Fick could barely make out a person's silhouette. He tells me that he's not sure if he actually saw the silhouette's face or if he just imagined it. Either way, it was enough for Fick to finally cough out a plea. Then it, please, it took a moment. Almost as if whatever was tormenting them was trying to remember something it had forgotten so long ago. But soon enough, the mist dissipated and the stench was gone. Fick tells me that, as far as he knew, neither of them ever told his father what happened. All his mother had said over dinner that night was that they needed to help with Fick's grandmother's grave the following morning. 
After that, though, things were different. Fick tried to talk to his mother about the incident a couple of times, but she would cheerily brush him off. He tells me that after a while, she even seemed to have no recollection of what transpired at all. But it wasn't just that. His mother started behaving strangely too. Familiar, but so very unlike herself. She was more loving to Fick, pampering him with sweets and kisses like he was still a child. Her attitude towards Fick's father changed too. She was more doting than before, but in a motherly sort of way. And every once in a while, Fick thought he could see a green mist swirling around her. He'd do a double take, but all he saw was his mother beaming back at him with a smile that just didn't seem to fit her face. By the end of that year, Fig moved back to Singapore. I still wonder whether I did the right thing, Fig says, staring off in the distance again. I tell him that it sounds like he really didn't have much choice. He says that he's not just talking about that night, though. He feels like he should have spoken up earlier, done more to help his mother and grandmother reconcile while the older woman was still alive. He allows himself another weak smile. At least... I still have memories of her, right? He says, clearly not expecting an answer. I want to ask him whether he's still talking about his grandmother. But decide, it's probably best not to say anything. If you want to discover more of Southeast Asia's other side, subscribe now. This episode of Ghost Maps was recorded on Audio-Technica mics. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.